0: There
1: he sold the a He's this is Round 17 edition of the Supercoach 365 podcast, Ryan and Tommy back tonight to talk everything ahead of seven big games that will no doubt have an influence on the way that we finish the season. And we're going to chat a little bit of Origin as well, recording on Origin Eve. Tommy, exciting time for the season. It's really coming to a climax.
0: Absolutely. Uh, good day, Ryan. Origin 2 just upon us. Massive game, obviously, for New South Wales. Um, being New South Wales fans, we're both bleeding blue for the next 24 hours. And I think if it is a Queensland victory tomorrow, Game 3 will be a bit of a, obviously, a dead rubber. And I, I won't be too excited for it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed that the Blues can get the job done at Suncorp tomorrow night, or tonight if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, they're going to be up against it though, aren't they? Um, winning at Suncorp, not something that they do too often. Uh, although, a couple of facts and figures that we've been flying around uh, in the pre-game, Freddie's never lost a game 2, 5-0, and Freddie's record, including a win at Suncorp. Uh, and that was game 2, 2021. So... It's possible. Might not be the favoured result, but it is possible. It's that backs
0: against the wall mentality they're going to have to bring into it. And that's what Queensland have tapped into a couple of times in the last few years. They've been written off and come out and won the game. And New South Wales are in that position this year, uh, this game. So, look, on paper, they still have the quality to do it. But they need a big turnaround from game one, let's be honest.
1: They do. Topsport.com.au, if you are having a bet on this game, do so responsibly. Uh, $1.42 Queensland favourites at home to win the series tomorrow night. $2.85 the Blues to keep it alive. Uh, We will chat to the impacts of Origin, no doubt, as we get into the seven games tonight. Before we do, though... Uh, a reminder if you are watching us on youtube to hit the subscribe button leave some comments throughout we will get back to them in the lead up to round 17 or if you are on the podcast feeds give us a five-star review or a thumbs up a follow all of that share the podcast uh, with someone who hasn't been listening yet uh, Tommy, as we say seven games to get through a bit of news we'll chat now before we get into all of that uh, mixed news today for south sydney rabbitos uh teamless tuesday announcements uh, Cody Walker is back, so that's a positive, but the, the negatives of that, Latrell Mitchell still not there, and some whispers that uh, he will miss a lot of footy, this calf complaint could be a long-term injury.
0: Yeah, it seems that the, cursed, the curse of fullbacks in our competition, the elite ones, Turbo, perhaps Latrell, they always seem to be injured, unfortunately, and yeah. Latrell once again succumbing to a leg injury, this time a calf yeah, like hopefully for South's point of view, he's not out for too long. From um, a Supercoach point of view, I think, strangely enough, Cody Walker's actually almost benefited from Latrell being out. I thought he would really struggle, but he's taken, taken mm. the team on his shoulders and gone to another level
1: scoring-wise. Well, that was the question, wasn't it? How does that South's left edge attack that he's very cody dependent firstly but then very much hmm. latrell uh, dependent also so uh yeah cody's sh- shouldered the load there and um fingers crossed that he can get through this week unscathed as well because he is uh, first up from that i think it was a quad complaint that saw him miss uh south's last outing against the dragons who themselves the dragons uh they've been in the news for all the wrong reasons this week ben hunt the captain he wants out it's just uh, seems like an, uh, every new week has a new drama down at St George Illawarra. Yeah, this
0: is the worst possible one though. He's he's by far and away the best player, and when he wants out, I guess. Do the club listen? I don't know. Well, what's your take on this? Because Dragons will will argue, that, you know, that they've paid him the big bucks for the last five years. Yeah, he recently signed this contract, really, so he has no leg to stand on. But at the same time, he's given that club quite a lot, and. I kind of understand from his point of view, he's getting on in age, he probably wants to go somewhere who's going to have a bit of success in the next few years.
1: I take the point there that he just re-signed for two extra years, so he's locked in his future, he's got that certainty if he wanted to fall back on that. But I'm also of the belief from the club's perspective, if he doesn't want to be there, why would you keep him there? He's you know taking up upwards of a million dollars in your salary cap, which could be spent elsewhere, um, he's the captain. If he's come out and asked for a release and, and he doesn't want to be wearing that jersey, what is that message being sent to the other twenty nine players in the top thirty squad? I'm 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 massively of the belief if anyone wants to be, doesn't want to be there, show them the door because the fish rots from the head, and he's the head of that club.
0: Yeah, they're just there's no perfect solution for the Dragons now. Either way, they're kind of screwed. They they get rid of the best player, or if they keep him. He's going to be disgruntled. The fans will be off him. And it's quite strange uh, timing for him to come out with this release about two days after Flanagan was named as coaches next year. Yeah. It, it almost just screams that he doesn't get along with the bloke or he
1: doesn't want to be coached by him. I don't think that's a coincidence, but I don't know if their paths would have crossed before either. So anyway, we'll have to see how all of that plays out. We don't have to wait too long to see how it'll play out, because the Dragons are the first game here in Round 17. Uh, they take on the Warriors. Whether Ben Hunt will be there or not, it's just two days after Origins. So, look, it is a quick backup. He has been named to play. Um, he has been named at halfback as well, alongside Jaden Sullivan at 5 8 Jack Bird also back for the Dragons, so... Some good news amongst what has been a rough week for the Red V.
0: Yeah, on paper, the team actually looks quite strong this week. I think Ben Hunt, if he plays tonight, that, will be interesting. It's almost the perfect excuse not to play him mm. if they want to avoid some awkward crowd interaction, if they just say he's picked up a niggle at Suncorp tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk about the Warriors, I think, mostly for Supercoach. They are flying. Um, obviously had a break last week with the bye. But they do play in round 19, which is the final big buy round of the year. Yep. And I think a few of these players look like decent options to trade
1: in this week. One of those options, Sean Johnson, who... Look, a lot of people would be running with that Hines and Moses combination. Um, Hines on the buy this week. Moses, Willie, or Woney back up. Would you sell one of them to Sean Johnson... And if yes, which one would you sell? Because he is the most traded in player this week, Sean Johnson, that is. That's ahead of names like Cameron Munster, Clint Gutherson. So obviously people flocking to Sean Johnson this week, knowing that this could be a good fixture for the Warriors.
0: Absolutely. You probably would get rid of Moses, I would say, only because Mm -hmm. he has the buy next week. Hines, yes, he has the buy this week, but he comes back next week home to the Dragons, which although he didn't score great, Oh, sorry, he did score great the other day. He didn't score great a few weeks ago against Melbourne. He's yeah. pretty foolproof, and that's a pretty flat track against the Dragons. So the ceiling of Heinz, too hard to ignore. I've kept Moses so personally, but if I was getting SJU, I'd probably be flicking him off.
1: I saw your tweet almost tongue-in-cheek after the Sharks win the other day over the Bulldogs. You said, imagine what the Sharks would be doing if they had a halfback who's in form. And that just comes back to how... Deadly Nico is on supercoach I, I didn't think he had an overly great game he still churned out 129 or 130 thereabouts so just shows you he doesn't have he doesn't even have to play well to produce massive scores so I agree with you I'd, I'd probably be going down that path as well sharks they've had the last of their buys this week so they'll play out the rest of the season uh, options there to get rid of Moses which is tough though because many would have just brought in Moses probably prior to round 16 knowing that he played round 16 and was Hopefully going to back up there after Origin, well, round 19, the last major buy.
0: Yeah, that does hurt. I was one of those people who loaded up on Moses, uh, so that is obviously an issue. But aside from that, I still do like the Eels' end of the year, and it looks Mm -hmm. like they're in really good form. Um, He's playing really well. The uh, absence of Dylan Brown didn't seem to hurt him last game. Hopefully that can be uh, a trend that continues for him as well.
1: What do you say to people who feel like they're burning trades because they just got Moses in and then they might have to get him out or they might have done last week to a Jerome Hughes or even, um, you know, someone else. It could be Sean Johnson this week. Is is there that sense that you've wasted trades because you have just got them in for one week or two weeks and then you flick them?
0: You probably are wasting trades in a way, but it's almost is there such thing as a necessary waste? Because you almost have to do it at the mm. moment. The unforeseen things like Moses getting picked for Origin, you know, you really weren't planning for that. It it made sense at the time to get him in. Yeah, like you would have to agree with that. But now you kind of have to go back on it. What do you think? You're ranked (laughs) a lot higher than me. I think your expertise is (laughs) more valued at this point.
1: Yeah, well, that's probably a good segue. We should have done this at the top, but we may as well do it now. Uh, Let's recap our scores from last week. Uh, A little bit odds about here. Uh, Myself, round sixteen, score one thousand one hundred and one. Say that quick. 1,101 last week. A total score of 18,406. Season ranks 1,601, so top 1%. So, look, I had a pretty decent week last week. Um, I had been planning for these buys, so I think that that's just been rewarded. Uh, What about yourself?
0: Not so, rosy over here. I think you would have got Green Arrows last week, which is lovely on one of those buy weeks. That's that's all you really want on those weeks, I think, and you did that. I was very much the opposite. a, A pretty lowly score didn't um i kept the captain on hines which did work out well just a few other things didn't go my way at all a couple of real low scores and it's been a rough year to be honest um kind of hoping to get back maybe to top 5% by the end of the year but that's about as high as i could hope for now
1: It's still a win. You'll you'll beat plenty home if you do finish top 5%. Look, we spoke a little bit there about the Eels, and obviously uh, a big chunk of their team is Moses. It is also Clint Gutherson, who is the third most traded player in this week. A favourable fixture here. uh, A Saturday afternoon game away to the Dolphins, but we think... uh, I checked the weather this game. It's going to be about 24 degrees and sunny, so perfect conditions for rugby league and could be perfect conditions for a Clint Gutherson masterclass. He's put on a few of those in the last couple of weeks.
0: He yeah, has, and the other day, uh, without Moses there, without Dylan Brown there, he was the man left to uh, take charge, and he did. They win by 30 points against Manly. He's in everything. 's scored three tries a week prior against the Dogs as well. So if I, he wasn't really on my radar in terms of super catch. I know he was on yours, and you've chimed in at a good time.
1: Yeah, I... um. Sorry, I'm just having a sip of water here. I picked him up probably a fortnight ago. I think I've cashed in both of those big scores from Gutho, so pretty happy for that. Um, Just on Gutho, what odds would he have been to have been the the highest point scorer Supercoach-wise after 16 rounds? Um, That's what he is. So 78 points per game. He is just 12% owned and a break-even this week still of minus 14. So... Is he, is he someone we have to start to look at as a genuine season keeper? Names like Luttrell injured, Turbo has been up and down. Rhys Walsh, look, we probably want to get back to him at some point, but we've got to start to take Gutho very seriously, I think.
0: We do, and you talk about his overall score there. It comes down to his reliability. All these other fullbacks, as we said, at the top, getting injured all the time, mm. picked in representative football. Gutherson's there every week for the Eels. He, he really never gets injured probably unluckily he doesn't get picked for origin he's probably be, he would do a good job but it's yeah. our gain on Supercoach. he plays for the eels and he just goes big they're not even going with that welders here the eels i don't think they're even in the top eight yet he's got the highest score overall so that just shows how well he is going i think you do have to take him seriously yeah i don't know if i have enough trades to get to him but mm. if i did I, i'd be looking at it
1: so they have the buy next week para you've already said that but then they play round 19 another major buy round their next buy is round 27. So, importantly, that's after all head-to-head grand finals will finish. So, yep. again, there's just plenty of um, plenty of ticks there for, for getting Gutho in again this week. Uh, still at the Eels, uh, they they could welcome the return of Sean Lane back from an injury. I think he's been named in the extended reserves. Uh, Moses and Paulo, again, uh, named to back up after Origin. The Dolphins... Some good news. They're going to welcome back Felice Kafusi, who I think he's been suspended but played last week in Queensland Cup and scored a try in that game as well. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan named in the extended reserves. That's a big boost to their confidence and their chances of making top eight footy come the year's end if Sossie's back soon.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think they have been losing their way a little bit lately. The Dolphins, they needed that bye last week after conceding nearly 60 against Manly the week before. So it's a bit of a reset. Uh, As you sort of alluded to, this game on a hot, dry deck up there, two teams that like to attack, it does screen points for both teams. I think even Dolphins players like the Hammer, if he backs up. Jermaine osako has been absolutely flying. I really missed the boat on him, but I know you didn't. They'll be looking at some big scores. Um, The new name in the back, back line for the Dolphins, Braden McGrady. He's on the wing this week. I've not heard of him, but he might be 200K. And if you're looking to kill some money and get enough for the rest of the year, maybe him.
1: He could be an option. So he's actually come in to replace, uh, I think it was Jennings, who I don't think's injured. I think he also played New South Wales Cup. Oh, sorry, Queensland Cup last week, Jennings. So this could be a move from Wayne, a tactical decision. I'm still talking about Dolphins' backs. Alan Tafare. We thought he was dead and buried. He's back. He's uh, in the centers and a break even of just seven. So he's still relevant as well. Um, JMK has been named despite those recent run of shoulder injuries. So, look, so much of their attack, and, and you got to say their defense as well, the Dolphins, is centered around Marshall King. So if they can get him back and get Soss back, you mentioned there, Hammer, Asako, they've got the makings in the core group that could see this team play finals footy.
0: Yeah, it's still not. It's still within reach, definitely. I think this is a It's a tough game. Um, Eels are in really good form. It's going to be a bit of a shootout, like we're saying. Whoever probably defends the best can win. Dolphins just need to find that steel they had at the start of the year.
1: Yeah. Topsport.com.au has the Dolphins as the outsiders here $2.75. The Eels rock solid. They're $1.45 favourites. I think that will change in the favour of the Dolphins if the uh hills boys don't back up after origin and Rel- relatively quick turnaround just the first game on saturday here so value there about the dolphins i think also value about the overs forty-four and a half. i think there'll be points plenty here asako or gutherson as a vice captain option this week tommy if you own them both which i'm lucky enough to but if you had to make a choice uh, vc one or the other which way would you go
0: i think i'd go asako to be honest uh even though I'll probably tip Deals, I do think the Dolphins
1: can put a fair few points on. He's a good goal kicker. Yeah, Probably bag a try, so I'll go, go with Jermaine. I think that question will be answered if Moses backs up. Obviously, Gutherson has had the goal kicking the last couple of weeks. If Moses backs up, he won't. So yeah. uh, it's probably um, a game... Time decision on that one. Uh, okay, next game Saturday afternoon. This is five thirty PM from Penrith Stadium. Uh, Penrith Panthers back at home here to host the Newcastle Knights. Um, the Knights, geez, what was what was doing there against the Roosters? One of the worst performances from the Roosters, and they still couldn't get the Bickies. The Knights at home, it was it was dour.
0: It was an ugly game, wasn't it? Um, not good viewing for. Either Tim, really? I mean, Roosters probably just wanted to get a win. They didn't really care how they won, but that was a that was a must-win game for Newcastle at home, and mm. very disappointing. And it doesn't get it gets much harder, doesn't it? Away to Penrith this week, who are really reliable and welcome back a lot of these names from Origin. They are named uh, from memory. They did back up before, uh, after game
1: one, I think. Yeah. They so did. yeah, so look, it looks like they're going to uh, roll out a pretty strong team again here. So just recapping that, Liam Martin, along with the other four Panthers who played Origin or who will play Origin uh, tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening, or Wednesday, they're named to back up, which, which sees, and this is probably the talking point out of this game, Supercoach favorites this year, Tyrone Peachy, uh, Zach Hosking, and to a degree, Luke Garner, they've all been named in New South Wales Cup. Caveat on that, they're also in the extended reserves here for Penrith. So if any of those names, those origin stars, don't back up, they probably come in, but not good signs for owners of any or all of those three players there. No,
0: Hosking particularly for, for me, I, I was looking only 14% still own him. I was in that 14%. I say he was because it, it might be time to get rid of him if he's not getting named this week. It, like you say, though, he's in Jersey 18, so if Liam Martin doesn't back up, you'd imagine he'd be straight in there. Uh, For the Knights, I know you went to Ponga last week. Now, we we need to talk about this because if you've watched this podcast for the last couple of years, Brian's, I don't know, his bogey player, I would say, is Kalen Ponga. But you picked him up last week, and I think he rewarded you for your change of heart because he played very well and he scored quite well.
1: It was a business decision, ultimately. Um, When you're chasing ranks, it doesn't matter who or what, the points all Add up the same. So, uh, business decision last week, and it was almost on the... Not the belief, but there was just too many questions around Greg Marju. Like, would he be back this week? That's a question that has been answered. He is back. So, I'm a little bit... Not off myself, because he did get a 95, I think, last week, Ponger. But Marju is back. Would I probably prefer to hold Marju for the rest of the season? Yes, I would. Um, Ponger had a low break even, scored well... One step closer to Walsh or Turbo, Latrell, whoever it is, come the year's end. Um, I just thought Margie could have a bit of the Lockie Millers about him. He's defensively not great. Didn't meet team standards. I, I don't think there would have had to have been a hell of a lot to, to go against him to see him out of this team for a few more weeks. Um, but for Greg and, and Greg Onis, he's back this week. So well done to those who held. Yeah, it would have taken
0: some courage, I guess, because everyone was chasing numbers last week too. So having... 600, 700K odds sitting on the sideline would have been hard to do. I don't think Anari Tuala did his chances a world to good. He didn't have a great game. But I think Ponga, just going back to him, with the Knights team at the moment, he looks the focal point of their attack. Yep. So I do think he actually is a decent
1: option at Supercoach. He's come back into the conversation at least. Let's talk a little bit more so about the Panthers um, as well here. What are you doing with... You've somewhat already answered the Hosking question. I want to talk about Jamin Salmon, um, the 13th most traded in player this week. Is that viable, do you feel? He scored well last week, played very well in the halves. He actually is a half by trade. Came through the Canulles-Sharks system as a 5'8", the mats SG ball. He led them to titles, titles that that club had never won at junior rep levels before. So he is capable in the halves. Uh, Thirteen most most traded in player this week. I, I can't wrap my head around it because I still feel that he is going to be a, a future AE nightmare for those who are bringing him in now. Yeah,
0: I think uh, you're chasing last week's points really because you have to look at why he got ninety three. It was because Lua was out. Unless Lua's out again, he's not going to be the six, and they don't play round nineteen, so he's not going to get that jersey back in that second buy round. Um, yep. Obviously, low break even, I would say, is the reason people are chiming in as well. Minus 20. Can't argue with that, but I don't know. At this time of the year, you're in the sort of running to be top 1,000. Are you looking at making money, or are you just looking at scoring, I'd imagine?
1: I think I've left some cash out there. I didn't get Buller when I probably should have and could have. Um, so, like, people are now moving Buller to Turbo, which is ridiculous. Um, that won't be me. Just on Salmon... I- Nine out of his 13 games this year, he scored 30 or less. So I think that tells you all you need to know there. I wouldn't be trading him in this week. I don't think he's going to have the run um, of cash generation like a buller, um, like potentially of Adam Stefano now. Um, There's been some other great cheapies this year. um, Hopgood as well, like guys who have just sustained those scores. Might be a stretch too far for Salmon. Um, Topsport.com.au there, just recapping that. The Penrith Panthers at home, $1.27. The Knights outsiders, is $3.80 head-to-head. The line, 10.5. Uh, over or under here, 41.5. So they all look pretty bang on to me. I, I'd probably be keen Penrith the minus, if anything. I think their defense has just been good. Last week, probably a blip on the radar. 27 points conceded. You don't often see Penrith let in 27 no, but uh, I still
0: thought they played okay last week. They were missing a lot of the big names, and they hung in there against a team who were a bit stronger. Um, yeah, probably minus, but I think the odds could change, obviously, if there's a few outs. You'd want to see how they back up from Wednesday.
1: For those who follow... Just let me indulge a little bit. For those who follow me on Twitter last week, um, had one of the worst beats of all time. Exact Cowboys points 23. They led 23-22 with about 12 seconds remaining, and then we all know how that ended. So, the great game. Gamble responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move on here. Uh, Saturday evening, last game. Uh, Melbourne Storm back at home against the Manly Seagulls. The Storm, they were impressive last week without Munster, without Grant. They went to Campbelltown. And they did a job. Speaking of cheapies doing jobs, what about Will Warbrick? He topped the scores of all players last round with 130-odd and four tries amongst that. Are you still holding it? No, long gone, unfortunately. I
0: probably ran out of patience a bit too quick there. I had him in draft as well after our initial draft, but I sold Warbrick stocks, but he's starting to come good. I could Mm -hmm. have had a few more, like you said, uh, the other night. But like the Panthers, the Storm players pretty much all named to back up. Obviously, we have to take that with a grain of salt, seeing how they get through tomorrow night. But on paper, it looks like a red hot team for them.
1: Cameron Munster, second most traded in player this week. A break-even of the mid-50s. Would you buy him, knowing that he's still got to get through Origin 2? I think after Origin 2, um, you can probably tell me there who they play. They play the Panthers. Am I reading this right? Panthers round 18, yeah. they play. And then they have a buy round 19. Uh, that's the Origin 3 week round 19. Into the Roosters at the cricket ground, which he may not even Play, break even at 55, I've, I'd almost be inclined to just watch him until maybe round twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm with you. I
0: think you summed it up well there. They do have a decent game this week if he plays. But then uh, Penrith and then bye with him playing Origin. So you just want to... And then they've got eight games straight at the Storm. So if he can get through Origin unscathed, they do have a nice little run at the end of the year, which I'd be happy to chime in on, but maybe just maybe hold off at the moment. But hey, if he comes out and gets the 100 this week, would you be surprised?
1: No, probably not. He's probably a good captain option this week as well. So in a week, which I know is probably lacking a genuine captain option back end of the week, he could be the one. Um, He didn't back up after Origin 2 last year. So just keep that in mind. I don't think he did in 2021 either. So he has played after Origin 1 in years gone by, but... Origin 2, generally, the storm, they give them a rest. So, interested to see how that plays out. Um, with Munster, I think if you're moving Buller to Munster, then maybe. Tiger's obviously on the buy this week. So, if you're going via the Jewels, like it's a no brainer. But would I be selling. I mean, who are people running at 5'8 these days? I've got Walker and. Is it Crossland? I'll have to double check. Walker and Ponga, I've got. I wouldn't be selling them, for example. Um, I don't think many are still holding Dylan Brown. So, yeah, that, that's sort of my an amazing,
0: Yeah, What an amazing year where you can say that you're moving Buller to Munster, someone we never <laughs> even heard of uh, two months ago to yeah. probably the best player in the game almost.
1: Quite amazing. Is that, the, is that the trade-in or not trade-in that we'll remember this year by? Like, did you get Buller or did you not? That's I think like ultimately... yeah. It's going to come down to something like that like I, I didn't get him right so I'm poised top 1000 thereabouts now but I think there's others who are going to be on my tail who did get Buller who haven't yet cashed out to a proven gun that are just going to swoop
0: whoever had the faith here right that they're they're paying dividends it's paying dividends for them So that faith he's quite amazing he's scoring Buller we'll get to the Tigers I'll have a but we won't get to them this week, but... They um Yeah, his scoring has been quite
1: amazing. I didn't believe that he would be a great option, but hey, shows how much I know. Melbourne, uh, firm favourite here, $1.28, topsport.com.au. Manly $3.70. Again, a 10.5 start here. The away team get it. The away team being the Manly side, and it says that they may rest Tommy Turbo. So he's named in the reserves. He's not named to play, from what I'm reading. Uh, Cherry Evans is expected to start, though. So... Not quite completely under man, but not full strength by any means, Manly. It's going to be tough to go down to Melbourne and get the win, particularly if those Storm Stars do play. Yeah, tough
0: team to read, aren't they, Manly? They were good a couple of weeks ago, but that was when they had their stars in. They were obviously rested last week with Origin Camp, and they were really awful against Para. Um Looking at these Manly players, such as Turbo, similar to Storm in a way, origin period plus a buy in round 19. Then they play eight games straight from rounds 20 to 27. Mm. Is Turbo someone you're looking to finish the year with?
1: I think pending him getting through the next two origins unscathed, then yes, just because we know what he can do. Um And then you look at their last couple of games here, uh, the Seagulls, that is, uh, rounds 21, they have the Sharks. So Sharks have been leaky. Dragons round 22, uh, they could have checked out well and truly by then. Roosters, no defensive juggernaut this year in round 23. Panthers, that's a tough game. 24 away to Warriors round 25. So a couple of games there, 24, 25, that are tricky. But then to finish the year, the Bulldogs and Tigers in rounds 26, 27. Respectively, So overall players, such as you and I, I think there's enough good games in there to warrant going back to Turbo at some point. Yeah, I
0: agree. I'll be probably looking at him. Obviously, injuries is massive, especially with him having to play possibly two more Origins this year. So watch the space with him. But I think if he gets through, I'll be looking at him. Um, Just on Manly still, obviously we saw players like Schuster, DCE, uh, sorry, Schuster, Garrick, Saab even, go big against the Dolphins, but uh, it was just a one-week wonder maybe because it was it was tough watch last week for people who had Garrick, such as myself, vice-captain on a mm. week where there wasn't a lot of big names. He only got 20 points or thereabouts. I don't know if it's down to him being in the centres or not, but uh pretty ordinary viewing. Schuster was pretty quiet and Jason Saab got eight if you had him anywhere. So, um yeah, I don't know if they're going to bounce back this week or not. I'm not too optimistic.
1: No, probably prefer to watch without most of those names there. A lot by necessity will be running Garrick and Schuster. Look, Garrick is a gun; like he'll bounce back. Schuster, you probably, if you could make way um, around him or to not play him this week, or if you are holding him at five eighth, Schuster to Munster, I'd be happy to do that just because we know what we're getting with Munster. We don't know what we're getting with Schuster most weeks. Um, But yeah, that's sort of uh, our thoughts on that game there, I feel. Let's talk Sunday, footy, because there's three games to get through on Sunday. The first of which is uh, the Broncos at home, Suncorp Stadium, against the Titans, Broncos firm favourites. $1.32, topsport.com.au. Titans, $3.40. They make the trip up to Suncorp. Uh, Look, this game just screams points for me. If they're all on deck and all uh, backing up after Origin, this could be anything, this game. This could be an absolute shootout. I know Broncos defensively, they've been good this year, but tired bodies after Origin. Titans love playing attacking footy. This screams a game for Supercoach for me.
0: Yeah, it just looks like a fun match, doesn't it? And fun fun game, especially if you own a lot of the players. I know personally I'll be watching Reese Walsh very closely, possibly as a captain option. Yeah. i probably kept him this long just for games like this where I think he will have a field day. So hopefully he can get through Wednesday night unscathed. They're going really well, the Broncos. Uh, this could be a game where they really do cash
1: in and put on a score. That's an interesting one there with Walsh, and I hadn't considered him as a captain option this, this week because I don't own him. Um, I could be talked into like a, a fear of missing out trade of, of getting him back. Um, so I will be watching Origin, to hoping that Queensland lose, but hoping Walsh doesn't get injured because I think he is someone like Munster, like Travolovich, that we will target uh, on this run home. Uh, speaking of the Broncos getting through Origin unscathed, um, they've all been named to back up uh, Walsh uh, alongside Haas, Carrigan, and Flegler. Selwyn Cobbo, interestingly name to play here, but Jesse Arthurs, Jersey 18, so keep that in mind. Uh, Kurt Capel is out for a couple of weeks, seeing Brendan Piacura into the starting side. Um, the Titans, importantly, Tino, uh, Fotueka and Brimson all named to play as well, um, backing up from origin at this stage. So hopefully we can see the quality on show in this game. I think this is a game making and, and deserving of, at their best, two teams that could be figuring in top eight footy.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, good Ford battle too. Haas and Carrigan, Flegler up against Fafita. Big Mofo getting an origin start as well. Uh, Tino. So yeah, really good game on Sunday. I think even though Brisbane, minus nine and a half with top sport, $1.32, even though I do think they'll win, I still think if you're owning some of these Titans players with uh, some higher ceilings, such mm-hmm. as your Fafita's, I, th- I think they'll have a good game. Uh, like you said, looks like a high scoring sort of game. Brisbane, Love scoring points. Gold Coast can score a lot too, so I wouldn't be too disheartened if you're owning Titans
1: players here. Speaking of, you mentioned a couple of names there. We've got to talk about David Fafida. After Origin 1, he barely played minutes. I think he got out there for maybe 20 or 30 at most. Um, You captained him in draft that week, so you know the pain of that. What are we doing with him in in the classic sense? Because most would have sold. If you're still holding do you sell or you just hold for the rest of the year and um, hope that he gets through this Origin series without injury, and gets back to what we saw him produce in rounds 1-12 to to start the season.
0: Yeah, I've held, and I've probably... You've just made your bed, you have to line it by this point. Uh, He's missed the last two weeks through uh, various reasons. So, yeah, I think I'm just keeping him for now. I'm hoping, maybe I'm being optimistic, but against Broncos, a former club, a big Queensland derby, he will play more than the 15-20 minutes he played last time after Origin. Uh, It's an extra day after the game, too. Yeah. rather than they played on the Saturday last time. So look, hopefully a few factors there which are in his favour.
1: What are we doing with Tino? I bought him before that Tigers game a couple of weeks back. His form was just too good to ignore, I think. Um, he's sixth in the NRL for a three-round average. That's 101 points. He's sixth in the NRL for five-round average, 92.4 points. Just numbers that you can't ignore. Like I say, he's played 59 minutes after Origin one which was slightly down on his season average of 62 minutes per game. But like you say, um, big game, big challenge against the Broncos pack. Like this is origin all over again on Sunday, Tino versus Haas. Um, I would still be buying him this week, despite everything I said about Munster. Um, The price tag for Tino, he's justified it. And he's a try scoring forward with a massive motor, He's just not going to let you down. Dual position as well. There's just so many reasons for for having Tino sooner rather than later because you're going to want him for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, he's gone to that next level on Supercatch this year, hasn't he? 75 average. That's that's elite for someone in his position. Um, They don't have another buy this year, the Gold Coast. Obviously, Origin, two more games for Tino to get through. So he will miss one more game in round 19. But I still think, yeah, like you're saying there, whether or not you're buying him or not, if you're holding them... If you're holding him, you're happy. You're not, you're not selling him. I think you play him out to the end of the season. Uh, but he is also a buy option, even though the big price.
1: Imagine trading Tino in draft. I did that. <laughs> I did that this year for Joey Manu. It hasn't worked out for me. I got slammed from our guys in our um, little group chat. And look, I'm sure there would have been others who saw the appeal of Joey Manu. My eyes lit up. I just couldn't resist. And eh, look, we all know how it's played out. Tino's probably gone on to be. Top five player like those numbers there should suggest. Um anything there, topsport.com.au dot taking your fancy Tommy. The overs, it's a top, it's a high line here, forty seven and a half. So um the boys up there at the top sport offices, they're echoing our sentiments. They think there's gonna be points aplenty here.
0: Yeah, I couldn't take that on. Maybe the Gold Coast plus nine and a half. it could be a real close entertaining game this one. So maybe leaning that way, but yeah,
1: just a one to sit back and watch and watch your super coach scores go up, I think. Uh, fingers crossed, uh, as we say, all the quality backs up there Sunday. That's the first of three. The second of the uh, triple treat on Sunday is Souths. And the Cowboys, this one at Accor Stadium, Sydney Olympic Park. The Rabbitohs $1.42. Favorites with top sport. Cowboys, the Outsiders $2.85. The line, 7 and a half. The Cowboys are getting it. Uh, the big news, obviously, Latrell Mitchell, he won't be there. Cody Walker is back. Uh, super coaches licking their lips at that because there's been dramas around 5 uh notably Dylan Brown. So if you're holding Cody, you're going to need him this week.
0: Yeah, we did. We missed him a couple of weeks ago against the Dragons. South missed him too. They obviously lost that game, nearly got it back at the end, but not to be. Uh, Cameron Murray also is named after Origin, which is good, along with Damian Cook. So their team is looking pretty strong. And I think that if you're holding the likes of Cody Walker, maybe Alex Johnson, even Campbell Graham, a couple of these players, you might have picked up in the last, or well, during the buy periods. I think it could be a good game for them. Cowboys going better, but they're still not a defensive juggernaut by any means.
1: Murray and Cook—they're interesting because we think Cook's going to play majority of minutes at nine, probably fifty odd, um, Origin forty—that is. Murray obviously suffered that groin injury after Origin 1, so did do they do they learn their lesson second time around and not push him so soon after Origin 2? Um, so keep an eye on that. I think Cook probably more so than Murray, uh, a name that we're going to hope to turn out on Sunday. Uh, much the same as Reece Robson for me. Cowboys haven't named Robson in the mm. 17. I think he's amongst the extended reserves, but... Um, we've seen this before with the Cowboys, particularly after Origin 1. Uh, they were happy to rest. Was it Murray Taolungi? No, he did play. But initially, Taolungi was going to be rested, and then the late switch with Valamai and, and felt as it turned out. But um, yeah, watch on these Cowboys Origin reps. It is
0: quite interesting. They look like they're the only team that have taken this approach of naming their stars on the reserves. They've named all five Origin players on the reserves. Pretty much all other teams have named them in their starting side. Whether or not that's how it plays out on Sunday, I don't know. Um, I think Todd Payton is, he seems to like the longevity of players. You've seen it with how he treats Jason Tamayo, I feel like he may not back up many of these players on
1: Sunday. Yeah, uh, which is interesting as well because Wayne Bennett obviously did the same for the Dolphins after Origin 1. Um, a couple of those Dolphins reps, well Gilbert obviously won't be there, but um, Hammer named to back backup this week, which he wasn't for Origin 1, so uh, all about load management, maybe the Cowboys after Robbo's first Origin more inclined to sit him in this game. A couple of talking points, uh, Captain Cody, is that an option this week or is it too risky first up from uh, injury? We know how good he's been, Cody Walker. Back at home, Sunday afternoon, 40 Souths. They love daytime 40. Is Cody the captaincy pick this week?
0: He's definitely a contender, no doubt. Um, His scoring speaks for itself this year. Four scores over 100. Hasn't really taken any negatives from Latrell not being there. If anything, it's made him more dominant on the ball. And with Cowboys, if they are going to miss a lot of these players, uh, Souths definitely look like strong favourites. So... I don't know if I will put the C on him, but good
1: chance. What about you? Uh, he he is my captain at the moment, but this is before I've <clears throat> sorry, considered Reese Walsh. <sighs> yeah, I just think Sunday afternoon 40, we know what he can do at a core stadium as well. I'm um, just looking at his numbers at a core this year. So round four against Manly, he scored 80. Round five against Melbourne, 76. Round six against the Bulldogs, 132. Um, in a dour, in a wet, uh, tight game against Penrith, round 8, 66. Uh, against the Tigers, a 63. Against the Raiders, round 13, 68. So his worst score at home this year is 63. So, look, that's not quite captaincy numbers, but there's numbers amongst that, which suggest that it sets up nicely for him here, Cody Walker.
0: Yeah, and like you said, uh, there's not an obvious captain this week. Nico Hines obviously, with the bye, and he's been... The captain, or him and Cleary both not playing often, the captains that we're looking at. So it does open it up to get a little bit more creative this week. And you would still think Walker, though, will be in the top sort of three or four captain options.
1: Talking about creative, how, um, I guess, balls to the wall would you have to be to throw it on someone like a Scott Drinkwater? Um, not that well-owned at the moment, just 3.2% owned. But his numbers... Suggest that we should probably be taking him a little bit more seriously. He obviously, had that tough start to the year. He scored a one in round two against the Broncos. But I said on last week on the Beers and Break Evens podcast with Tim Williams, you take that one out, his season average is closer to 80, um, a three round average of 105 points, a five round average of 97 points, uh, which would see him first in the NRL if not for Tao Tao Munger, who's played just two games. So, look. What I'm getting at, the course of the last six weeks, Scott Drinkwater has been the best player in Supercoach. He's just 3.2% owned. Yeah, well, I think he's
0: just a barometer of how the Cowboys go in terms of attacking. When they're on, he is in everything. And he scored that winning try the other night. He had a great game. He's scoring so well. 3.2% is very low, isn't it? I'm very surprised at that. From memory, they have a few buys coming up the Cowboys. I think that's the only maybe negative on him, but in a fullback position where there's lots of injuries at the moment yeah i mean you could hang out on him a little bit
1: i think you're right there is a couple of buys coming up they don't play 19 they don't play 24 um, and their first buy was only round 15 so they're getting two buys in the space of five weeks there round 15 round 19 and then yeah they, they will miss uh importantly a Super coach head-to-head finals week. Uh, probably the only knocks on Drinkwater because he has been um, getting back to the point and, and uh, scoring points that I was hoping to see from him earlier in the year. As I said, drafted him pick 10 overall. I was big on Drinky this year. Suddenly, he's repaid the faith. Okay, um, anything else there? Or are we happy to push on to the last game of the week?
0: No, I think... Uh Obviously, looking at team lists here for this game on Sunday afternoon, if the Cowboys players don't back up, I think South should do it pretty convincingly.
1: You're backing the minus, $7.5, $1.85 with top sport.
0: I think it only gets bigger. If those players aren't any chance of backing up, I think it's jumping jumping bigger. What do you think?
1: Probably, yeah, we're looking at maybe 9 nine and a half, ten, um 10 come... Game time. There, the Cowboys though, They've been scoring points. We saw 27 last week against the Panthers. So maybe the the overs um, weather dependent. 44 and a half. We know both teams love playing attacking footy. Uh, let's move on. Last game of the week, the Roosters and Raiders. This one, uh, Allianz Stadium. Um, last game of the week, Roosters back at home. Luke Kiry has been named, or at least he's a chance to play after what was we thought originally a fractured jaw. Um, Sandon Smith. Retains the seven, which sees Joey Manu back to the centers. And obviously that could change if Kiri is a laid out, but uh, we bought Manu, we traded in Manu in draft comps, thinking that he was a, a massive chance of staying at six or filling in at fullback when Teddy wasn't there. Playing in the centers, he averages just 45 points per game there this year from three games. Crazy numbers, firstly, that he's only played three games at center this year. Um, but 45 points per game, you don't want that hanging around this time of year.
0: No, it's, it's brutal at the moment for Manu owners and people who have just brought him in because uh, every time we sort of have that glimpse of what he can do in these ball-playing positions, it, it doesn't seem to work out. He either goes really poorly the next week or he moves back to centre. Um, I'm surprised. I thought it may have been him and Kiri in the halves this week. Mm. But not to be. They've, maybe they've given up on the Mario experiment at six. I guess they weren't winning many games with him there. They do look good, the Roosters, when he is fullback. But obviously, you know, Teddy is Teddy, and he's going to command that position.
1: Well, has Buzz Rothfield been watching the Beers and Break Evens podcast? Because we sat there, well, I did last week with Tim Williams, and I said it sounds stupid on paper to move Tedesco to six. Because he can still wear one Teddy, Manu can still wear six, and on the surface not too much changes, but Tedesco at that second receiver, I feel like he could be very influential and, and probably take Manu's game to another level. I give Manu the chance to sum up the three on two. It's run, it's pass, which he probably doesn't do too often, but it's it's generally run, break tackles in contact, offload, create numbers outside. Teddy, I don't know, he, he might have lost half a yard of pace, but I still think he's got it between the ears. So, anyway, on a little tangent, I just think Manu at fullback, he offers more to this Roosters team currently than what Tedesco does.
0: Well, the other day they did look good with Manu chiming in. I do like Manu at fullback as well. Teddy, like, theoretically, I don't hate the idea by you and Buzz Rothfield. Great minds think alike there, for sure. Right. Um, two, of the games, two of the games, great analysts, I think. Um, no, but... The only issue I'd have with Teddy is he loves to... Like, his average running metres is so high. Yeah. Would he be able to help himself at 5'8 and not do that? I don't know. Um, Interesting one. For the Raiders, we've pretty much named our same 17 as we do every week. Hudson Young has been named again. We were awful uh, two weeks ago we and played for a while, but two weeks ago against the Warriors with Croker's 300th. Um, maybe yeah. we built that up a little bit too much. So, Back, uh To a a more, I guess, underwhelming atmosphere on Sunday night. Maybe we'll go better.
1: I think this game will be close. So that three and a half line. That's probably I'd I'd probably be more inclined to get on the Raiders with the start three and a half a dollar ninety five with Top Sport two dollars thirty head to head about the Raiders as well. I like that. Um, I like the Raiders. Tarpanay is key to the Raiders. I feel because when he plays fifty five or more minutes, they generally perform better. Just on that, the last month his minutes played 58, 68, 73, 62. So getting closer to averaging around low 60s, mid 60s in minutes, that's what we want as super coaches, isn't it? Um, To see Tarpanay back out there, longer minutes, offloading the footy. Still yet to have an attacking stat this year. No tries, no try assists. I don't even think he's had line break assists. So when those stats start to come, we're going to be talking about Tarpanay the way uh, we were this time last year.
0: It's funny, he's averaging 62, which isn't great on paper. Last year, averaged 66, and it's not that much difference between those two numbers, but I feel like last year we were talking about him a lot more than we are yeah. this season, maybe because it was a surprise factor last year. We weren't expecting him to be that good. Um, the next three weeks, Roosters, Titans, Dragons, three pretty good games for him, especially coming off the bye fresh. So I think he'll get some decent minutes in all three of those games.
1: He should do, and I also like the fact that when the games are tighter, we saw this at Campbelltown a few weeks ago. And the game's tighter, he plays bigger minutes, and generally he's more involved. Um, 73 minutes that night, I think he had a base upwards of 65. So, the tighter the games, which Raiders generally find themselves in games that finish between you know a one to 12 margin, um, <laughs> you laugh there because you've you've got more hair than I do, but only just because Raiders oh. have been making you lose some of that and probably turn a bit grey over the years as well.
0: No, I'm with you with the um the closeness of our games. This game as well, three and a half, like you mentioned there. I think it will be close. We may even head out to it. I think you may have mentioned. I'd be keen to go. But I probably will lose some more hair, I'd imagine, by full
1: time. Uh, interesting here, just a couple of numbers i found out of this game. Roosters have just had two wins of the seven games played at night this year. Um, they're five wins, two losses during the day. The Raiders, on the other hand, six wins and two losses at night. Uh, Roosters have played seven games at home this year. They've won five, lost two. I think one of those games was at the Central Coast, though. So at Allianz there, uh, there'd be four and two at Allianz this year. Do those maths. Um, I don't know what you make of that, though, but I just think it's important we say that because traditionally the Roosters have been that you know time footy team that have turned up in the big games and won under lights. The Raiders, I think, historically, the better dry-track footy team, Sunday afternoon. Um, I think this game's tight. I think Raiders can can win, actually. Um, I'd be keen there, even though they are the outsiders. Yeah,
0: I hope you're right. Our two teams sort of struggling, I think, for their best in attack. So, yeah, I think it, it just screams a close game. And like you said, players like A when it's close, um, more likely to go big.
1: Okay, that's uh, it in terms of the games. you want to do our trading places? I think now's the time we do that. If you're that's making it any it. moves, that is. Well, it's, yeah,
0: I haven't settled on any, to uh, full disclosure. I have one boost left, and it may get used this week. Um, Zach Hosking, not getting named, was a big kick in the guts, really. I did want him there, because uh, I am chasing numbers. I don't know how you're tracking for this week, but I'm going to be lucky to field 17. Um, Paul Alamotti is another one that may go. Yeah. He's kind of just sat there all year, but not really achieving much, especially this week with the buy. And yeah, that's probably about it. Those are at Towa. Sorry. Also same. He's been a terrible uh, buyer for me. Sort of was trying to offset, not having Buller getting mm. another tiger in, but just completely has backfired. He's done really nothing. He was playing six the other day against the storm. So he is going to be making way for sure. Uh Possible trade-ins, just quickly. Asako, maybe, if I can get to him. This is if I use a boost.
1: Uh, Campbell Graham as well will be someone I'm looking at. How about you? Um, Excuse me. At this stage, I'm going to be making no trades, um, which is probably the first time all year that I haven't made trades. I've only got 13 remaining. So I'm going to have to start to find weeks where I'm making one trade or, if possible, not making any. Uh, 18 players I have in contention this week, and that includes both Robson and Cook. Um, so hopefully at least one of them backs up or else I'm going to be without a hooker. But um, yeah, I'd prefer them both to play. If if Cook or Robson don't play, at this stage probably Robson are more unlikely to play. Um, I'd be throwing a reserve on Billy Smith so that's obviously not ideal. Um, Crossland, I'm running him at halfback this week as well, so I've got 17 or 18 green lights potentially, but quality at halfback is far from uh, ideal. If I do want to trade, I'd probably be trading out a Schuster or a Crossland and somewhat trying to juggle my way to a Walsh for a captain option via Jules. but in saying that, I couldn't be able to do a straight trade, so suddenly I go from no trades to two and then I've only got 11 remaining for the rest of the year. So I I think I'm just going to cop cross them this week and try and find a captain elsewhere.
0: I think it's a good chance for you to not trade personally because I think a lot of other people like myself will need to trade to get full complement of scores. Um, You don't really need to trade uh, and you don't have a lot left, like you said, with still, what, 10,
1: 11 weeks to go in the season. So it might be a good opportunity just to... Stockpile your trades. I do have options here around front row as well. Like if Tina doesn't back up, I've got Christian Welch. Um, just looking elsewhere, I don't have any other Origin players in the squad. So that, that number around 17 or 18 is pretty rock solid. The squad, though, how's it coming along, Tommy? I know um, you mentioned what your, your trades could potentially be um, for this week. Those watching on YouTube, you just saw Tommy um, look like I've, he's seen a ghost. Do you want to read out your, maybe at this stage as it is, your 1 to 17 or 1 to 16 if, if you can't find the numbers to this point? How are you lining up this week?
0: Yeah, I'll go through it quickly. So I've got Walsh at the back. I'm going to captain him, I think. I think you even said you may you may get him in just yeah. purely because this fixture looks really nice um got some CTWs playing at least Garrick Farnworth Taruva still around he's going better these days 64 last week uh, average over 50 now so he's done okay Alex Johnston and i may be bringing in Campbell Graham so there's a lot of south flavour there um obviously a lot of hinging on that game for me Cody Walker still speaking of the south flavour in 58 with Joey Manu like we said Joey Manu going to the centres is not ideal, so hoping for something there. Moses is my halfback. He's another sort of captain option, maybe if he does back up against the Dolphins. That could yep. be another high scoring game. Uh in the C D W uh sorry, the two RF, Dave Fafida hopefully backs up. Josh Schuster, unfortunately we'll have to run him. Now I'm I had Zach Osking there, but uh obviously just before this podcast, he wasn't named in the 17th, so I'm looking for a 2RF. Any off the top of your head I should be looking at around that
1: mid-price range? Uh, geez, throwing it on me here without notice. Jeez, um, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, do you consider Tarponet mid-range? I think you've got Tarponet at prop, don't you? No, I don't. Have,
0: tarponet was someone I was looking at. I will have to go... I will have to reach a little bit yeah. from Osking. It's just put me in a real bind there. Um, front rowers, Horsburgh and... This was a terrible trade-in over the past fortnight, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Um, <laughs> purely for buy coverage, but he come out and got a 26 the other day. Uh, I don't know how you get a 26 as a front rower, yeah. but he managed it. Uh, Damien Cook and Sonny Luke <laughs> is my hooker. Um, Sonny Luke really sums up my season. He just has not, has not been the player we sort of hoped pre-season. I think mm-hmm. a lot of us had hopes that he would be, you know, that the next Appy Coruscant for the Panthers. A dominant sort of nine, but yeah, he only averages 27 this year, so he's just been, yeah, more harm than good, unfortunately.
1: Not Sonny's year to this point, anyway. I know plenty have been trying to get rid of him in the last couple of weeks, um, and they've done so via Turpin or uh, Jacob Little or someone like that, but yeah, I think a couple of questions there around your second row, maybe Tarponay, an option, uh, Horsburgh's jewel as well, maybe take advantage of that. Um, myself. Fullbacks, vice captain as it is at the moment, Clint Gutherson and Jermaine Asako will play fullback off my bench. Center wings, uh, Valen Stefari, Joey Manu, Ruben Garrick, Nick Meaney, and Billy Smith wearing one of your or one of my armband reserves. Reserve armbands. 5'8th in captain, Cody Walker, Kalen Ponga also will figure. Uh, Phoenix Crosland, my halfback, one of the greatest trade-ins I've ever done, Crossland, and he's still doing a job. Round 17, Phoenix Crossland hanging around. Uh, second rowers, Hopgood, Tohu Harris, and Schuster. Plenty of firepower on my bench having buys this week in Bateman and uh, Nicola at the 2RF. Uh, front rowers, Tino F- Asumaliawi, Joey Tarpane, and Christian Welch is a reserve at this point, but um, I might put that on Robson. And depending on if there's any mail around whether he will back up Storm playing Saturday night Uh, we should know by that stage if Robson is going to figure on Sunday afternoon
0: no it's a pretty strong team I think I I reiterate my point before I don't think it's worth you maybe for Walsh but other than that I don't think it's worth you really trading in Um, I think it's a good week to hold off, I still think you'll be able to at least maintain your position this week, maybe even strengthen it with a green arrow, so yeah, I like your side
1: All right, let's do some listener Q&As now, Um, big thank you to everyone who's got involved with these over the course of the season, and again tonight, um, some regular suspects amongst this a lot, not least Adam Blundell, who kicks us off he says, Hosking or Peachy Uh, the trade-out option thank God you guys are back, I've missed you both Adam, geez. Um if you're missing us, you might want to find some better friends. Because um, look, we've been busy, but no, good to be back tonight. And thank you for um, for your support, not only tonight, the season uh, years gone by as well. Tommy, answer this question: Hosking or Peaching, Peachy rather. Who are you trading out? Well, I'll be getting
0: rid of Hosking because I own him. If I had both, maybe still
1: Hosker. No,
0: maybe Hosking still. Don't really have a preference either way. But if you want to watch this more regularly, I think Ryan seems to be appearing on other podcasts a lot lately, getting around a lot. The
1: big well, i got to turn players. up elsewhere because you don't turn up here.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Somewhat true. <laughs>
1: All right. Riley Milton 4 says, um, another one of the regulars says, Should I use a trade if Sonny Luke is my 17th player? So, look, we've sort of yes. alluded to that then.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah, do it. <laughs>
1: All right, he says, is it worth two gun hookers on the way home since no one is standing out? I think the combination, um, some I even see going back to Harry Grant this week. I think Cook, Grant, Robson, a combination, two of those three are probably what you want to finish with. I think just up to that point, Jeremy Marshall King, hasn't he let people down since we started talking about him, round 13 coverage, and he's just fallen off. Um, injury, of course, but not the results that trade-in coaches were after with that trade.
0: Yeah, I guess he just sort of followed the Dolphins' trajectory a little bit downhill lately, maybe a late season resurgence. But just back to what you said there about Harry Grant, I think we mentioned Munster earlier as a a guy we probably want to finish with. I'd say we're flocking
1: back to Harry Grant. Yeah. Cook and Robson have done a job, though. Um, Yeah, I think Robson... As well, you know he doesn't have that. He hasn't necessarily had that big no. hundred and all that. Even a couple nineties like he had last year. But he's just doing a job. And yeah, both of my players playing Origin. So yeah, tough. I'll probably make a decision after round twenty once we get through Origin. Uh, Benny Boy eighty seven says, "Is it time to say goodbye to Bulla? If so, who's the fullback combo you want to ride for the uh, run home?" We've we've said this a couple of times. We've had this chat already. But to recap, the two fullbacks that we want or that we think that we need rounds twenty. To 27.
0: I think at the moment I'd say Turbo and Walsh injuries pending. Um, but like we both said, you know, Turbo's still got to get through, or both do. But Turbo, especially with his injury history, there's a bit of an asterisk there. What about you?
1: I think Walsh, you definitely want. Broncos have a buy though. I think they have a couple of buys potentially still. I think they've only had one buy to this point. So you're going to miss a couple of games there with Walsh. I mean,. Can only look at numbers in front of you, and Gutho is he's suddenly really hard to ignore. Yeah. Um yeah, I think Walsh, Gutho, um, if you're running a Sarko at fullback, I think he's someone that you gotta have just on ceiling alone. Um, but yeah, I think if you're gonna sell Buller, you'd wanna be going to a gun, like an out and out. Someone that you want to finish with, be it a five eighth, centre wing, fullback, however you make it work via jewels. Um Don't try and make more money now off Buller. Just get someone that's going to be a rock solid scorer.
0: I would say, just looking at Walsh's run, if you're going to him, this week probably is a good week. Um, Titans, then Dolphins, then, yes, Origin to a bye, but then the Bulldogs. So the next three games are very, very good games for the Broncos. Um, You might be missing the boat if you don't get in now.
1: What was his last score? Because his last couple of scores will stick around in his rolling average. So if yeah. we're buying low this 116. week... one sixteen. Yeah, okay. So we've got to figure that in as well. Yeah. Uh, Sass, or Sackett, says SJ versus Munster versus Cody Walker. So if you're trading in one of these guys this week, who are we trading in?
0: Um, maybe because we're getting close to the end of the year. Maybe Munster, but... It's a tough one what about you uh
1: cody Mean cody uh okay next one uh, another one here any potential front row forwards or two rf cheapies for round 19 i think if you just listen to the way that i've read out my team um it's anything but cheapies in these positions um How about we answer that next week? Because I can't do that question justice here tonight. Jai Christie 1 says, how many trades is ideal to have for the rest of the year? Well, we're both running pretty low.
0: I've got 15 before this week, but I'm going to make at least two. So I'm down to 12 or 13. You're at 13 still, I think.
1: Yeah, 13 now and planning no trades at this point. Um Look, how are other people looking across like other podcasts
0: and that? I haven't really been taking too much notice, but is that pretty standard what we're at or are we yeah. running thin?
1: No, I think so. I think a lot of a lot did the route that I went this year and like boosted really early and, and tried to turn over players that weren't performing um, in the early stages of the year. Look, I think rule of thumb, if you can allow for one and a half trades per week, which I know you can't do half a trade, but three trades every two weeks for the remainder of the year is probably what I'd be looking at. Um, What does that give us? We've got uh, 10 weeks left. So yeah, I think 15 trades probably would be ideal at this point. Um, And that's exactly where you are, Tommy. So you've got 17 to 27. If you use one and a half trades per week on average, then yeah. Yeah,
0: pity I'm... Thousand off the lead, but other than that, perfect. You know,
1: yeah, but that's you know you're gonna you're gonna come come home with the wettest of sails, um. Hopefully, whereas I might be um, without a sail and rowing um around in circles like Homer Simpson. Okay, um, but yeah, answer answer your question there. I think really, I think the last six weeks you probably want to be using one trade max, and that's if you have to, like out of necessity. If there's injury and you can go from someone to someone straight then that's where I'd be budgeting trades I, from rounds twenty, twenty-one onwards I, I'd probably be using max one a week if that's possible okay um, Nipper Simpson says here is Moses a sell I only brought him in two weeks ago so this is sort of how we started the chat tonight is, are you wasting trades mm. if you're getting rid of Moses after only holding him for two weeks
0: I think you wait for this week um, against the Dolphins. Hopefully he backs up, but then they by next week maybe it's time to say goodbye. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah. Who do you go to, though? Like, if you're selling him next week, I don't think Sean Johnson... I don't think you want to finish with him, personally. Yeah. Like, it may, it may seem controversial, most traded-in player this week, but I, I don't think I want to finish with Sean Johnson. You're going to want to get Cleary back at some point. Cleary won't be ready round 18. You're going to want Nico... Jerome Hughes has been up and down. Maybe just hold Moses until Cleary's back, and it's going to be close enough to a straight yeah. swap, you think. I want
0: to hold him because of that reason. There's no one obvious to go to, but round 18 by round 19 origin, that's two weeks you don't have two halfbacks. I don't know. Like mm. you, That's going to hurt. Yes, there's not an obvious person to go to, but just that position you kind of do want to be strengthened. Clearly, we're all just waiting for him to come back, really, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Uh, A couple others from Nipper here. It says, best center wing options. Campbell Graham, Osako, Manu. Maybe add one more to that list. So he's named three there. Three good options with Graham, Osako, Manu. Who's complimenting him at center wing? I think Garrick is obviously someone that you're going to want to have.
0: Garrick, yeah. I mean... Obviously, the centre. I know he went well at centre a couple of weeks back, but I'm not convinced about him at centre. Maybe Alex Johnston's another one. Uh, the uh, South playing the Dogs in Round 19 bye week. He could be a one. But yeah, I think Asako Campbell Graham are the two there. Wouldn't be going maybe to Joey Manu
1: anymore. I've been banging this drum the whole year. He's yet to really like break off the page and be someone that's just crying out to be bought. But Ronaldo Molotalo, I, I keep coming back to Ronnie. Um, he averages 65 points per game that includes a nine against the Rabbitohs in round one Uh, otherwise his lowest score beyond that would have been a 51 in round 14 against the Broncos so look Ronaldo scores consistently around the 60s 70s a couple of scores in the 90s this year Getting him at a good price, six hundred and seventeen thousand has the buy this week. But look at the Sharks month, like when we're playing head-to-head finals super coach, that's a great last month. He's going to be scoring tries if the Sharks are firing towards top eight footy.
0: Yeah, I love that trading. I love the Sharks players at the moment. Obviously, this week is the only week where it hurts. And that's why I'm struggling for numbers, because I do have a fair few Sharks players. But beyond this week, almost certain they play every game. So yeah, really good run in for him.
1: All right, last one here. Jack Murdoch says, trade-in targets in order. Would you go out of these four? Well, I think we know who's going to come last of this lot, but Munster, Tino, Fafita, and Luttrell. Um, I'm going to go
0: Munster. The way he's written it, probably Munster, Tino, Fafita, Latrell. I think that's spot
1: on. What do you reckon? Uh, I'd probably be going Tino before Munster, but otherwise, yeah, Tino, Munster, of Luttrell, I haven't really been that big on Munster this year because I've never had him to this to this point, I know he started the year with him, he broke his finger, um, came back after a couple of weeks I think it was, has he had, I know he had a, a massive day out against the Sharks a few weeks back, but truth be told I haven't really been keeping a close eye on him because I've had Cody, I've had Dylan Brown, I've had Phoenix Crossland doing all jobs at, at some point this season.
0: Yeah, he's averaging 75. He's had a solid year without being spectacular. I do just think with the lack of gun 5 eights this year, especially if Dylan Brown doesn't get back, you're going to want Munster. They play their last eight games straight at the Storm, and it's not like they're careering away with the minor premiership this year. Um, they're mm. needing to win games to you know, finish top four, top eight. So you'd like to think you will be having a big hand in those.
1: Well, I think we said before we probably wouldn't even be looking at Munster until round Twenty thereabouts or twenty-one after they play the Roosters round twenty, Dylan Brown's court appearance is round nineteen. Mm. He would be back round twenty for the Eels. Then they play seven weeks unbroken. So if you're not getting Munster this week, I don't think it's I don't think it's dropped tools for Munster because Dylan Brown's coming back at some point, and we saw how good Brown was before he's you know gone through this latest mess.
0: All these things we have to think about for SuperCoach A, eh? not just on the field, is it? <laughs>
1: No, absolutely not. All right, let's leave it there, Tommy. Uh, big episode tonight for those who listen tonight, Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in or Wednesday. Enjoy your Origin forty, Tommy. Give us an Origin prediction before we wrap it up.
0: Heart says Blues, but head says Maroons. I think Maroons one to tour.
1: Give me, give me the Blues. I can't, I can't yeah. not tip Origin with. Uh, Heart. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Supercoach365 podcast, round 17 coming at you. Um, like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get us, across the socials as well at Supercoach365. Ryan and Tommy back with you. We'll be back here, same place, same time next week. Up the blues.